Well, good morning, my friends. We are into January, deep into January now, January uh, 12th for this podcast, closing in on 200 podcasts. Thank you, the Lord, for that. Uh, we're still in our series, The Passion of Jesus Christ by John Piper and will be for um, quite a few more weeks. Could turn back to our proof text, which is Isaiah chapter 53. And I want to talk about um, another reason why Jesus came that Piper gives us. It's, and uh, it seems like an obvious one, but here is number nine, for the forgiveness of our sins. I think sometimes in our society, we think that, uh, we think that Jesus came to give us happiness, Right? He came to supply a bunch of good things. He came to take away every bad thing. No, Jesus came to to forgive us of our sins. And from that, we understand that he has uh, provided everything the scripture says that we need for, for godliness and righteousness and to live this life. But uh, nowhere um, do we talk about the happiness. Happiness is fleeting. Jesus came to give us joy, and joy really flows from forgiveness. Healing really flows from the forgiveness of sins and the things that he has done. And then we turn that around, and obviously then we forgive those. Uh, I shouldn't say obviously because we struggle with it. Forgiveness is a difficult thing. Unforgiveness is a difficult thing. But from the forgiveness that we've been given, because it's great and it's beyond anything that anybody else could do for us, then we need to learn to forgive others. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 through 6. To surely he, Christ, took our infirmities, uh, infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. Um, many looked at Jesus on the cross and said, he saved others, why can't he save himself? Look at him, he's on the cross. Remember Deuteronomy says, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. They mocked him. One of the uh, powerful things about uh, the crucifixion and crucifying criminals as they were hung between heaven and earth as if they were no good for either one. And people were allowed to mock and to spit. And and so we can, when, you, when it says he considered him stricken by God, they, they looked at his as a punishment, that he deserved to be there. And yet we know that he was the sinless lamb of God taking our place. Verse 5, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities, another word for sin. And the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we... Are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And why do we do that? Why do we do that? Because we're human and because we're selfish. But it's the last part of this says, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The price of our sin, the price of of our rebellion against a holy and a righteous and a loving God was the Price of his son, Jesus Christ. Turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 says this, In him, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Verse 8 is so good that he lavished on us with all wisdom and with understanding. Jesus' uh, gift for us was this lavish gift, a gift that we could not um, earn and we would never deserve. Um, the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 that while we were in the ugliness of our sin, while we were deep in sin, deep in the mire of sin, Jesus died for us. He didn't wait for us to clean ourselves up. And by the way, if you're waiting to clean yourself up to get clean enough to come to God, it ain't going to happen. 
It just ain't going to happen. You're not going to make it. You need to just submit yourself to, to him today and to his love. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 26, um, the Lord's Supper with his, with his friends and his close companions, um, the pressure and the, and all of that um, was upon him because it was the night he would be betrayed. Betrayed by someone he loved, someone he he invested in. But in verse twenty eight, it says, "This is the blood of the new covenant, the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin." Jesus knew exactly what his blood meant. It meant that it would be poured out, and it meant that it would be for the forgiveness of sins. It wouldn't be just a picture. Of it, it would literally be for the forgiveness of sins. The price of the blood flowing from his body was the price that would be paid for your sin and for mine. Go all the way back to the prophet Isaiah. His name means the Lord saved, as well as Jesus' name, meaning the Lord is salvation or Jehovah is salvation. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25, it says, I, even I, and I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. God just doesn't forgive us and cleanse us, but the Bible says that he remembers our sin no more. It's not that God has a spiritual amnesia. It's that he chooses to forget what is under the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Um, look at verse uh, Psalm 103, verses 11 and 12. Psalm 103, verses 11 and 12. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as has he removed our transgressions from us. God is a loving and a kind God. He doesn't just forgive, but he's also gracious enough to remember those sins against us no more. And we need to do the same thing. When we come to Christ in prayer, it's new every time that we come to him. And we need to come to him and say, you know, I'm not here for the same thing, God, or I'm here for the same. No, no, it's new every time we come to him. The, the scripture says uh, his His grace or his mercies are new every morning. And so we need to come to him and accept what he has for us, his grace and his mercy. Uh, in uh, Acts chapter 10 and verse 43, uh, we see this, uh, all the prophets testify about him, about Christ, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. I'm going to ask you to write this down. Write these this down. Isaiah 52:13. Isaiah 52:13 through Isaiah 53:12. Um little homework there. Uh read those that portion of scripture. It's tremendous about the suffering servant Jesus Christ. Now go back all the way to the back of the book to Revelation and then come back a couple books to 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2. And verse 24, it says this, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by whose by his wounds you have been healed. Past tense, he paid the price for you and I. And as we accept that price and allow it to be applied to our account, what happens is then we walk away forgiven, not perfect, but we walk away forgiven and we are to walk in that forgiveness and walk in that righteousness. The price was paid 
We need to allow that price to be applied to our life. We need to allow Christ to remove those sins from us by the price that he paid with his precious blood. Jesus loves you. Jesus proved his love towards you. He needs to do nothing else. He's done enough. What will you do with the price of the blood of Jesus Christ? Let me pray for us. Numbers chapter 624, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. God bless you until we talk again.